What up? Welcome to the Fantasy Fam Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, coming at you from Rain Man Studios here in Northern Jersey. On the mic with my brother's friend and our cousin Kyle. Week three is in the books. An absolutely incredibly exciting weekend of football. Also disappointing, too. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it had a lot of highs and lows. It really did. <laughs> injuries, some pretty bad injuries. Yeah, a couple guys are not going to be around. Sorry, Saquon. Giveth and yet taketh away. Uh, totally Daniel taken. Jones looks like an NFL superstar, a fantasy superstar. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I get it. It's One week. Danny Dimes. <laughs> it was incredibly promising. I've never seen a New York Giants quarterback running. No, wow. Eli runs backwards. It was crazy to see so that, actually. <laughs> it was crazy. He, won he, looked, he looked very good. And it really is a shame, too, for at least – I mean, Jameis had a hell of a game, too. So, but hats off to both of them. But Daniel Jones, I, first game. I think Jones yeah. Jones now has more rushing touchdowns than Eli had is in his career, right? I think so. Or he tied, yeah. he tied Eli his has, career. He tied I think Eli career. only has one. <laughs> I think only uh, – so, let's, wow. let's remember that. It's, you know what else he has? One win, the same as Baker Mayfield. Shut your mouth, Baker, because yeah, uh, ooh, he picked. They picked Daniel Jones. Yeah, you both have the same amount of wins, and we did it in one game. You did. Well, it, you got it three. Shut your mouth. I don't think it was a question of his ability, Daniel Jones. It was just should they have taken him that early? I mean, this past game, it looked it looked like they should have. Yes, the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. The answer but, is absolutely one hundred percent. After one game. Of course. And we never talk about defensive guys, but uh, Shaq, Barrett, holy wow. crap. The guy's got eight sacks through three games. Fastest, fastest NFL, I think, in ever to get he to put, eight sacks. He put pressure on the quarterback <laughs> every single snap. He Literally every snap. Unreal. And who let him go? Who, who, what team? Wasn't he on uh, another the Denver team? Broncos. Yeah, and they literally just, all right, that's fine. Another good move by John Elway. Yeah. How's Joe Flacco working out for you? He's in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> So this week we saw six different starting quarterbacks, oh my which God. is insane. Many of them being backups. Daniel Jones obviously replaced Eli. Thank you for your time and service, Eli. We love you. But it's the Daniel Jones time right now. Another DJ in New York. Derek Jeter, DJ LeMahieu, potential MVP of the American League. And now Daniel dropping dimes Jones. But let's start with the Thursday night game. One of these quarterbacks named Gardner Minshew led his team to a victory. Now they're one and two beat the Titans on the Thursday night game. Not crazy exciting, but he did have two touchdown passes, no turnovers. That's all you and ask. I mean, that's all you can ask from your I – mean, it's the guy's a rookie. He looks – he loves to throw the ball, and he's got an incredible mustache. It, it's – I actually was – I was all in on Tennessee this game. I was like, Tennessee's going to beat them. They actually have a good defense, and they looked awful. Yeah, Jacksonville had two. The two touchdowns in the first quarter were pretty surprising to uh, to O'Shag Hennessy and to DJ <laughs> Shark. That's right, That's your boy DJ Shark I yet again. Um, he is turning into. If if I'm going to say anything on this episode, I can tell you that DJ Shark is turning into a potential breakout star in the NFL. Oh, um, he already has. I mean, the guy. I think he. I think he is every game. I think he is on pace to be the number one, not only there but to like be an actual fantasy asset going forward. Like I really think he has the capabilities to be a true number one receiver. He's definitely he's a start every fast. single week. He's huge. He's fast. He has apparently has good hands. So where was this last year? Yeah. All the things he was, you know, that were against him, but apparently he looks great out there. So uh, I love watching him. The one thing too, I, I will make a quick note on is 
D.D. Westbrook, what, what is his deal this year? He's, he got nine targets again. Like, he's, he's getting peppered with targets, but he's not – it, it's not coming out. I feel like we're going to use peppered a lot this episode because there are a lot of guys that got peppered this past week. And a lot of guys who did not and should yes. have been peppered, yes. but we'll get into that. But the D.D. Well, the Westbrook, I'm – I just – I find that very odd. That I think that's not the, – The biggest surprise of this game was Hump Daddy uh, getting six receptions – Six. 93 yards, too. Welcome back, pal. That's a lot. That's a lot for him. Yeah. I mean, we'll move on from this game. Leonard Fournette stinks. Derrick Henry scored another touchdown. And Mariota is benchable. So we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. This was actually one of the more exciting games. It was 14 nothing going into, I believe it was the third quarter. And late in the third quarter. And the Bengals actually made it a game and had a chance to win. AJ Green's not playing. Tate had a couple good catches. Let one go through his hands. The Buffalo Bills defense is legit. My boy Joe Mixon showed up. 61 yards on the ground. Had a receiving touchdown. Caught both of his targets. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. What's up? uh, He's ageless. I mean, he he went after his son after the victory, who he's probably going to be playing with in 15 years they're going to be on the same team together <laughs> he it's on it really is but here's this like is it because he's not a receiving back and he literally just pounds the ball like you know north and south i mean his his the longevity is amazing he's an all he's a hall of famer but yeah, my boy cole beasley yeah beasley was the one i wanted to talk about this time 10 targets 10 freaking targets man Eight receptions, uh, you know, his yardage is never going to be over, you know, nine yards per catch, but it doesn't matter because he's still going to get the opportunity to catch Exactly. Yeah. PPR monster. But yeah. you just brought up Tate. Who the hell is Tate, brother? Uh, yeah. out, Auden Tate, Auden, Auden Tate. A.Tate. Tate. A.Tate. That's pretty good. <laughs> got 10 targets. John you did, Ross. Was you did not have a good game. John Ross. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was definitely <laughs> brought back down to earth. That this is, is what he looked like all of last year, this game. Exactly. Yes. Which I'm not saying we're going to get more games like this, but I, I, w- I wouldn't expect too many of those like first games, you know, kind of He's in between. Third right now in the NFL in receiving yards. That he is. Just, <laughs> I won't. It's not going to last long. No, 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 definitely not. Josh Allen, I love the Bills, man. I I think that they're going to give a. It's going to be a hell of a game next week against Patriots. I'm excited um, for that game. Who's home? Who's home for that one? It's got to be the Bills, right? I think it's in. I think it's in Buffalo yeah, because Brady be came out and said that he likes playing in Buffalo because of the Bills Mafia. So Bills Mafia, you guys better bring it, man. Because I want to. Absolutely crazy. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh my god. The Buffalo Cosa Nostra. Um, they've, amazing. They've they've I'm kept sure up that game as well. They haven't really played anybody at the gym. I mean, who have the who have the Patriots played? Um, who the Bills played really? <laughs> the two other teams in yeah I, in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were Daniel Jonesless, so it doesn't count necessarily. I, I guess. But uh, the Bills look great, though. I mean, the Bills look like a real football team. Josh Allen has looked fantastic. I mean, John Brown has looked like a number one receiver. So, John Brown, Cole Beasley, I think those were two fantastic acquisitions in the offseason. Dawson Knox, actually. There you go. There's another guy. Um, waiver pickup. Out there. He was chucking people. He's he a big – Lex Lutheran people. He is a big dude, Dawson Knox. I would definitely go for him on the waiver this week because tight ends, as we know, very scarce. Most of them are not consistent. We'll probably get to our uh, one of our favorite ones later in the episode, but Dawson Knox, definitely I would target him on the waiver. 
TJ Yeldon did nothing. Oh but God! He, he did. He did something, just not a lot. He he got the ball. He he did. He got the ball. He just didn't do anything with he it. Nothing. There's an odor coming from that's the, the area surrounding TJ Yeldon. You know uh, why? Because he stinks. All right. Uh, that's all I asked for last week. I said, "Can he at least get a carry or a touch?" Yeah. And he did. <laughs> wish, he got a carry. Wish fulfilled. Somebody that got peppered with targets. Why don't you tell us about uh, Preston Williams? Because honestly, Cowboys dominated once once they put their foot to the pedal. They covered. Thirty-one six. First half was just brutal. That was brutal. I mean, you're what? You're up 10 to 6 going into halftime. I mean, Zeke, Amari, and I think Witten and Dak, those are the only guys you start in the Cowboys. Cowboys defense is solid, but Preston Williams got 12 targets? That's insane. Well, to be fair, 12, you know, seven of those targets were probably nowhere near him. Well, look who he has throwing to him. (laughs) (laughs) He is the only viable option, I think, on that Miami offense. Pretty much. I mean, Devontae Parker dropped what could have been an awesome play for him. It, it went right through his hands. If you were even half a decent receiver, you could have caught. Like, one of us could have caught the ball. It, it just Josh Rosen completed less than 50% of his passes. 18 of 39. That he is might, not good. He might be on his third team in three years after being a top 10 pick in the NFL. He didn't turn the ball over. It's not like I, the thing about Josh Rosen is that like, we don't even know what he's capable of because exactly. he's in two terrible situations. It's not fair at all. It's, right. it's really not at all. <laughs> Say what you want. Yeah, that is, that is true. But then again, he kind of was like, all right, well, Hey, we're shipping you to the other dumpster fire in Miami now. <laughs> the bigger dumpster fire. Yeah. So what's even more a shame though, is that once they have the first pick, the quarterback that they draft that has to go to Miami because if it's Tua, I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Career is over. Oh, that's going to be awful. Well, they have like – what do they have, like 75 round, first-round picks over the next four years? So they, can, they can literally just draft whoever they want and try to rebuild. I mean, I think the I Dolphins – I think the Dolphins are kind of doing it right. They're kind of doing I it mean, smart. They make a Fitzpatrick, they got another first round, which is probably going to be an early first-round pick because let's be real, the Steelers, the Steelers are not that good. So, I mean, you're looking at three three first-round picks in the top, you know, 15. Two, 15. two in the first two in the top, yeah, yeah, two in the top ten right now, at least. So That's pretty, that's pretty solid. I, I agree. You got to rebuild. And then two the next year. And some, some second-rounders were added in as well. Another quarterback, I guess you can consider him back, a backup prior to the season when Andrew Luck retired, but Jacoby Brissett, man. The Colts are 2-1. and one. They were the home team. They beat the Falcons. The Falcons just <laughs> – they're just a team that I feel continues to disappoint. Julio Jones had a game, of course. The Falcons' defense is terrible, and I feel so bad for my man Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal. I hope I said that right. But Keanu, another yeah. season-ending injury. Oh, Falcons' God. defense is decimated, man. I don't, Achilles. I, they're definitely not a playoff team. Devonta Freeman is turning out to be a monster bust so far. Calvin Ridley laid an egg this game, too. He got 88 yards. That's only because Darius Leonard was probably out. I think I think that when it comes to Julio Jones and when it comes to um, what's his name, I can't even. Oh my God, Calvin Ridley. When it comes to the two of them, one of them is always going to have a great game, and the other one is always going to have a bad game in the same game. I don't think they're ever going to be having both have great games. You know, we saw this game. Hooper and Sanu both put up respectable games, but Calvin Ridley was nowhere to be seen. Literally nowhere to be seen. So Julio, great game. Calvin laid a goose egg. I mean, he played absolutely terrible. Devonta, I still have my reservations. I still have my, you know, hope that he could 
at some point get it together this season because we've seen him put up number one running back stats. We have seen him have great seasons, 10-plus touchdowns in a season. The offensive line isn't helping. This offensive scheme is – I just think it's still terrible. Um, the offense has not been the same um, in a few years so since Shanahan left. So I'm, I'm very down on the Falcons' offense. I'm very down in general on them as a team. But the Colts, man, the Colts are for real. They are, they are showing that this might be an offense that can operate without Andrew Luck. And it's, it's crazy. We said it, I, I said it earlier this season. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go 10 and six and, and make the wild card, or we wouldn't be surprised if they go four and 12, but Brissett is, he looks good. He does Marlon look really Mack. good. Marlon Mack was having questions coming into the week about his health. Was he going to miss the game? He put up 74 and a touchdown. I mean, I, I think I'm going to come out and say it. Marlon Mack is a bell cow featured running back. He is oh, a, totally. a star in the making. He can catch the ball. He can score touchdowns. He can run between the tackles. He is a franchise player. T.Y. Hilton, though, is oh. – that's, that's a that's – a, that's a no-go. That is it was, bad. It was his quad. It's, it's the same quad, I believe, or yep. hamstring. It's, it's, uh, it's a lower body injury again. And he didn't want to come out. Apparently what I was hearing is that he did not want to come out of the game, and they were just like, you know what? Might as well. But at least he got us a touchdown. <laughs> it catches 65 yards and a touchdown, and he did that all in the first half. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the, the Falcons' offense. I think they'll be playing from behind, so Matt Ryan will have to pass. He'll put up his 300 yards, two picks, three touchdown games for the rest of the season. Austin Hooper, very pleasant surprise. He's Loved it. So Loved far, two touchdowns. Hooper's been playing great. Love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How about Sanu? Muhammad Sanu, man. He's a – if you're in like a 14-team, 16-team league, I mean, he's six targets. Like you said, if Calvin Ridley's not doing it, who else is he going to throw to? He's throwing Sanu, to – Absolutely. Sanu has relevance Sanu's, in that offense. He totally. He, he totally he does. And I will point out with Devonta Freeman, this is the most carries he's gotten so far this season 16 and I think he got like 11 and just they weren't giving him the ball so clearly the more carries they give him the better he's going to do so hey where is his featured role his whole reason that he was a first round pick you know two years ago that he was a second or third round pick this year is that he can catch the ball he is one of the best pass catchers in the NFL at the running back. catches for he seven was. yards. Where, he, was. Thing is, he is. He no, lost he is, step, man. He it looks like he the, lost the step out there. But, he, no, it, but him not catching the ball is not his responsibility. It's the fact that the offensive coordinator is not fitting the scheme to fit the rest of the offensive pieces. I don't get it. Like, Devonta Freeman is a feature back, okay? He got injured one year. I get it. But he like there's no reason he can't come back into the mix and be that featured back again. Where is his reception total? Why, why isn't he catching – four or five passes every single game. Why does Kenyon Barner have a target? <laughs> I hate – I really do hate the Falcons. I hate the Falcons. Oh, they, God. They are the most – It's frustrating. I, That's what it is. Yeah, they're the most frustrating offense because they have probably the best offensive pieces of any team in the NFL, but they can't put it all together. Like, they just physically can't. I, I think it's offensive line related. It's related to that offensive coordinator. I, I just – I don't get it. And Matt, and Matt Ryan had a decent game. He kind of has the yips, though, it feels like, after the Super Bowl. Like, he, he always makes bad decisions. He, he can't win the game in the end. I love him from a fantasy perspective. I just don't see him being a winning quarterback. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the stats. Yeah, if you look at the end of the game stats, 300 yards, three touchdowns, only one interception. It looks great. You know, it looks like, I've oh, he had a good game. Five incompletions. Yeah, oh, he had a great game. But, like, I just don't feel like – I just – when Watson like he was, like, pulling it. It was like – 
Uh, like it was, yeah, it was difficult for him to get the 300 the yards. Yeah, they don't look the same. Like they just, the offense just looks bad. Fantasy points or fantasy points. Julio <laughs> down by the pool yard. Fantastic. I'll, I'll take, I'll take those points all day. Exactly. But I agree. Marlon Mack, they have one of the best offensive lines. They're just going to keep running it. Keep giving him the ball. Another team that's trying to run the ball. Yet there are two running backs kind of splitting time right now. Aaron Jones did have two touchdowns on 19 with 19 yards while Jamal Williams had 59 yards, no touchdowns, but actually had two catches to Aaron Jones one. It looks like Jamal Williams is being featured a bit more than Aaron Jones right now. Are you guys worried about this? I actually kind of am. I mean, yeah, the two touchdowns are great, but what if he didn't get those? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, like, take those out, and he literally had a terrible game. 12 carries for Jamal, 10 carries for Aaron Jones. That says enough, is that if they both had – if we were talking like Aaron Jones had, you know, 18 carries, 19 carries, and Jamal had, like, 14, I'd say, okay, you know what, it's getting closer in terms of, you know, share. However, they're both low numbers, and Jones is lower. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like – it's worrisome. I mean, Aaron Jones, if he doesn't have those two touchdowns, has zero value this week. Absolutely not. And LaFleur, I guess he's backing up his statement of really wanting to split carries between these guys, which definitely scares me because you definitely invested a high pick on Aaron Jones. I don't know, man. But I actually like the attack of – I know that they lost, but the Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, I kind of like that of Denver. It's a nice two-headed monster. It really is. And Corlin Sutton, everyone was like, oh, he stinks, blah, blah, blah. He had a good first week, and he had a good game this past, this past week. I benched for the first two weeks of the season because of my wide receiver depth. I benched Emmanuel Sanders in both games. Okay, and You started him this week. And I started him this week. Uh, Jair. I don't, I don't know how much. Jair. Oh, yeah, Jair, Jair Alexander. Completely Unbelievable shut corner. down. First-round cornerback out of Louisville. He is very good. He's unreal. Um, but Cortland Sutton is trending towards being their number one of the future. I'm not debating that. I think. Oh, he, he is. definitely is. But why? Emmanuel Sanders has two great games to start the year. I don't play him. And then all of a sudden I decide, you know, he's had two great games back to back. Let's play him this week. And he puts up two receptions for 10 yards. You should, what you should do then is let everybody know when you start him so that we know to sit him. So yeah. that- <laughs> oh, that's how I feel at this point. I feel like I can't get it right. I have, I have, a, I have like 80 points on my bench. <laughs> I can't get it right. I think I drafted the right players. I just haven't put them in at the right pot, right time. Oh, boy. It's a shame. And MVS. Talk about him on my bench. Ten targets. So, I think he's clearly the number two. There's there's no one. I mean, there's really no one else. It's, yep. It really is M- MVS and Devonta Adams. Yeah, Devonta did not have uh, a great game. I mean, he caught all four of his targets, but MVS had ten targets. MVS only had four, and he, he was second. See, the, the offense, we were talking about this a little bit before. The offense hasn't necessarily clicked yet. I know they're trying to run the ball more. Aaron Rodgers, 29 passes, only completed 17 of them, mind you, but no picks, one touchdown, and they ran the ball 23 times. So you could tell they're trying to run a more balanced attack, but they weren't able to really sustain drives. You saw some more friction on the sideline between head coach, quarterback, I mean, obviously, they're saying that nothing happened. They're just brainstorming what's going on. But, I mean, the defense is the story with the Packers. Without a doubt. That's, like, that's how they're 3-0 and right now, let's be honest. Right, that's exactly it. 
It's the fact that, like, their defense is great. Are they trying to turn Aaron Rodgers and his offense into him being a game manager? Like, are they trying to take away his star aptitude and turn him into just a game manager? You know, 25 attempts per game, 30 attempts per game, 215 yards. You know, is uh, we could be heading towards that. We could be heading towards the Packers being a great, great defense and them running the ball, splitting carries, and Aaron Rodgers just being a game manager. Six sacks they had as a team. That's a solid – they got a solid squad, and their cornerbacks could become one of the best duo in the, you know, in the NFL come the end of the season. Yeah, I think Valdez Gantling has a really nice rest of the season because Devontae Adams is always going to draw the number one corner. And Marquez Valdez Gantling has shown that he can be a really viable number two in a good offense, or we think is a good offense. And he's always going to draw the second best corner. So I think there's going to be a lot of games where he's going to outproduce Devontae Adams just based on that. Just based, exactly. Let's go to the game being compared to Brady Manning of, of the past. Ooh. Patrick Holmes and Lammer Jackson. I wouldn't say it lived up to that type of billing, but it did get more interesting as the game went on. Let's talk about the touchdown leader in the NFL. No, no, not that one, but Mark Ingram, five rushing touchdowns. Unbelievable. What a pickup. We know they're going to run, and they're, and they're running well. Greg Roman has a well-oiled machine operating right now. I see good things, good things in the future for the, for the Baltimore Ravens. One thing that shocked me about this game is that all the hype, Darwin Thompson, something's going on there. He's either, he either can't pass block, he was late to a meeting, because Daryl Williams <laughs> played ahead of him and actually looked pretty good. It's a good problem to have from an NFL perspective. Your team, yeah, we got a bunch of running backs. But from fantasy, it's a complete disaster. LaShawn McCoy played. He scored two touchdowns, but he's hurt again. Daryl Williams is in the mix now. Is Darwin Thompson going to play? Is Damian Williams going to play? Who knows? All we know is that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 300 yards, pass for three touchdowns. McCole Hardman is a monster. Demarcus Robinson can catch anything, and they're fun to watch. That was a hell of a catch. Hell of a touchdown by Demarcus Robinson and a hell of a throw. Oh, my God. I was just watching it in awe. Five, five wide receivers with over 40 yards for the Chiefs yesterday. Okay. That, I think, was an awesome factoid. Who uh, does that? that? Demarcus Robinson, 43. Darrell Williams, 47. Sammy Watkins, 64. Kelsey, 89. And Michael Hardman, 97, just based solely on that 83-yard reception for a touchdown. Uh, I, <laughs> there's no words I can talk about when it comes to the Chiefs other than the fact that you got to consider starting all of them. I was going to say you can start this before. I mean, I think yeah. all the numbers are all over the place. And, yes, Nicole Hardman's whole value came from one 83-yard touchdown pass. But, but it still came from that. Yeah, who cares? It's not like that's like a whole – it's not like it's like, oh, it happened like crazy. No, like this is something that ha- the Chiefs do on a weekly basis. This is something that it's not just a, you know, a shot in the dark here. We know that it's going to happen for one of them. Um, the running game is just – non-existent so Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 350 400 yards and three or four touchdowns every game they're averaging Uh, like 30 points a game right now so far so yes clearly but if your name is Travis Kelsey then you're obviously getting the most targets and action which he's probably the safest guy to start because then again next week we could see McCole Hardman do absolutely nothing or we could see Sammy Watkins be that guy or Demarcus Robin like it's so stardom, some of them do come with risk, but I totally agree that the potential and opportunity is like, is unlike any other team in, in the NFL, period. It's incredible. It's very fun to watch. I think Lamar Jackson um, <clears throat> came back down to earth a little bit. He missed a ton of open receivers. Yep. Marquise Brown was, I mean, essentially non-existent, had a few catches, but 
Um, he couldn't get past the defense. And when he did, he couldn't, he couldn't hit him. Um, he still obviously put up numbers. He scored a touchdown at the end. He's going to be a solid fantasy contributor, I think, this season and moving forward. And they have, they have a great run offense. So I like, I, like their, I like their upside. Moving into one of my favorite quarterbacks who stink, who still stinks, even though that he threw a touchdown to Adam Thielen. Welcome back, Adam Thielen. Two touchdowns, one rushing. Who cares? He got it in the end zone. He still did Cousins, man. 21 passes? Like, I get it. Dalvin Cook is in the running right now for MVP of the league. Kyle, well done. That, But Kirk Cousins stinks still. I'm sorry. I also the, say, Raiders, the Raiders stink. The Raiders stink. I, I, I am baffled by the fact – no, I, forget the Kirk Cousins thing. I think that was a terrible decision by the Vikings to give him that contract and all of that. But what pains me is how non-existent Stephon Diggs is. Oh, my God. Like, he is not relevant in that offense. He yeah. has no – he has no relevance in that offense whatsoever. And the problem is, is that how can you say that when the Vikings are what three and zero, right, or two and one? They're two, two and one. one. Yeah. They're two and one. They're clicking in a lot of you know a lot of ways. But that passing offense does not exist. This is a team that straight up just wants to run the ball thirty-five times a game and play lockdown defense. They will do nothing else. And that's what Thielen, they're doing. Thielen's yeah. touchdown, that rushing touchdown, was a whatever play. Like it's not like you know that was a, you know what I mean like it's not like he's contributing as well. Like none of them are contributing. Not one player on that offense not named Dalvin Cook is contributing to their offensive success. And shame on Dalvin Cook for being so damn good. He is looking like literally taking away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's unreal. And here's the, like, he's not even, it's not like he's getting 25 carries. But it's like he's, he's making the best. It's unreal. So dynamic. Yeah. so dynamic he's so shifty he is so unbelievably quick like I watching him play is like I can't even like I seriously can't put it in words like he has looked so dynamic this year um but that off that passing offense I mean Stefan Diggs is a bench guy now he is not a starter uh Kirk Cousins is one of the worst plays right now and I it hurts me to say that because I it is so sad I talk so Vikings offense. <laughs> Kirk Cousins would be a top off. I mean, I still think that, that this season is a very long season. They'll have I a couple think, good games, of course. And I think Thielen. I think Thielen can still be a top twelve wide receiver. Um, and I do think that you know Diggs can have weeks from here and there, but it's bad. I mean, it's it's a you're aborting the the bright light for the Oakland Raiders. Darren freaking Waller. I am so pissed that I do not have him on every single team. Talked about him. He was my guy. He was my breakout guy. 14 damn targets, 13 catches, 134 yards. Absolutely outrageous. But the biggest thing about their offense is Josh Jacobs. What are they doing? Like, what are, like, what are you doing, Oakland? Yes, okay. and then it just came out today. We want to get him more involved. You know, you could say one thing, but you could also do another. So I, until I see it, I'm not – because they're not using him in the passing game. And he doesn't look that efficient when he's actually getting the ball right now. I think it's just going down slowly. Bad offensive line. They have no idea how to use him. Uh, the Oakland Raiders are just a bad team. So mm. it's it's not a great thing. I mean, I just first of all, I don't like John Gruden, but that's beside the point. Um, but once they do know how to use him, he's going to be a very good player. Yeah, I think he was sick. He lost 10 pounds this week, apparently. He did, yeah. I'm surprised yeah. he even played, honestly. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to play. Yeah, he really wasn't supposed to play, but – they're now coming out and saying, oh, I want to use him more in the passing game. Well, yeah, I mean, you should. He's your best playmaker. Yeah. Yeah, they will. And, they, and I think they will moving forward. They have to. John Gruden. Let's go, John. I don't think there's really much to say about this game. Um, I, I hope you guys agree with me. 
Julian Edelman seems to be okay. Yep. You know, the Patriots won. Everything the Jets are just back. waiting and holding their breath that Sammy D comes back in a couple weeks. I hope he's healthy. They're up bye week. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> um, only thing I'll say from this game is that Philip Dorsett has flex relevance. Yes. Yes. Totally does. And Sonny Michel stinks. Wow. They, they have no what? idea how to use him. Oh, they my God. What? Rex Burkhead is the pickup of the Sexy week. Rexy. I mean, James White is going to be back next week. So that kind of yeah, congrats, bro. Congrats. Yeah, congrats on the baby. Um, that throws a little gut wrench, you know, a little wrench into it. But Rex Burkhead, they they love him. They love Foxborough loves them. Some Rex Burkhead. So he's, vers- he's versatile. He is and so elusive. versatile. Yeah, I don't know he's if he's going to run or catch a pass. So he is the biggest poacher in NFL history. He he's coaches. Good so much from everyone i think he's got flex i think he definitely has some flex james devlin who's another poacher. Oh, true <laughs> he's actually out now he's on the ir so he's on the ir yeah safe recovery pal but yeah. he's not he's not poaching any longer this year this was a very exciting game very very exciting game and i'm i'm pretty happy how it turned out because the detroit lions undefeated with a tie beat the philadelphia eagles oh man in philly too Loved it. Loved every oh, second of it. I love it, man. And it's it makes you think because Cam Newton obviously is taking a beating. We're not talking about the Panthers right now, but the running quarterbacks, right? They, you don't want to see quarterbacks really running all that much these days. And Carson Wentz has, has been taking a beating. And he was only 19 for 36. I mean, he's he's playing okay through two touchdowns. Couldn't lead him to victory. I don't know, man. I, there's a lot of cause for concern right now if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. You are tied – for second place with the New York Giants. Oh, boy. Which sounds a little crazy after last week, from one week to the next, how everything can change just like that. Miles Sanders fumbled twice, right? Um, yeah. Miles Sanders, Sanders fumbled twice. Miles right? Sanders, when he has the football in his hands, twice. he is dynamic when he has the football in his hands. Yeah. However, he needs to hold on to the football. Mm. Like, it was brutal. But um, the other guy – Probably the only guy I want to talk about. Talk to us. Carry on. Oh, my God. Johnson. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, so, so I, for, uh, yeah, for all you math, for all you math, <laughs> math experts out there, um, what is 36 divided by 20? I don't know what it is, but that's how many yards per carry, carry on Johnson averaged yesterday. I can no. tell you. It's, I can tell you it's, it's not good. It's, it's not six. good. It is under two yards per carry. Okay. He was, he was given every opportunity. Per carry. Tw- tw- over tw- tw- have 20 rushing attempts that's awesome for a team that never liked to run the football and he only put up that, that's like Dalvin Cook that's Zeke that's those are those yards. guys 36 yards uh, I just I can't I can't it's just but anyway Philly's has a great rush defense we know that I had a feeling it was going to turn into that but whatever um the only thing I want to mention besides that is that if any of you out there saw the video of the guy who caught the child uh, with the Philadelphia, there was a fire in Philadelphia, and he called. Oh yes, yes, yes. And he goes, at least I catch things. I'm like Nelson Aguilar who drops. Almost Nelson Aguilar, yeah. It's worth the watch. The guy's a hero. That's one, and also he's also a hero for saying that about. Now Nelson he's like Aguilar. a tw- he's like a Twitter. Oh yeah. my god, it's amazing. It's Please watch funny. it. Max Hollins. Oh, Max Hollins, yeah. Hollins, another guy to look at. Deshaun and Alshon might be out. Seven of targets. Week. Seven targets. Yes, I mentioned him last week too. Yeah, he did all right. Aguilar still had two touchdowns. He on, did. On 12 targets. He, he had a hell of a game in PPR. 
but then he lost that that fumble, which I don't know. I'm still that one was still a little. He averaged six yards fumble. per catch. Yeah. He had eight receptions for fifty yards. Hey, six with six <laughs> yards per catch. He's still yeah, he put dropped up a few. And he <laughs> that one. Yeah. yeah. That was bad. I love Matt Stafford this year, though. I'm I'm rooting for Matt Stafford. He didn't put up monster fantasy numbers, but I'm just rooting for him. And he proved that Marvin Jones Jr. is still relevant. Hundred yards and a touchdown. Love it. Congrats to the Detroit Lions and Matt Patricia. Ooh, do we have a new do we have a quarterback controversy brewing in Carolina? Ooh. Because Kyle Allen battled against his former college teammate, mm-hmm. when, which is a funny story because they were both at AM, kept getting subbed in and out, and then they both transferred after the freshman year. Coach yeah. Ronald fired. You know, good job. <laughs> now they're both playing in the NFL. He looked phenomenal. He made Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, I mean, DJ Moore had one catch 52 yards for a touchdown, but he made Samuel relevant, and Greg Olson and seems Greg to be Olsen, yeah. like a, a superstar waiver pickup after the first week so far, I would say. And I'm not worried about Kyler yet. He saved his day with uh, 69 yards rushing, Yep, and two touchdowns, two picks, but his he completed 30 passes. We need to bust out our mathematician again. For only 173 yards. Um, I'm gonna terrible. I'm gonna put that in the cal- no. It's not good. Not good. It's not, but <laughs> he got sacked eight times. That's not good. Well, what do you expect when your quarterback is the size of an infant? <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not good. I mean, he I mean, looks he's a junior high school quarterback. He is like he is fast, tiny, but he is so, so fast. fast. Christian Kirk and Fitz, only guys you start. And then obviously DJ, but I don't know. I don't think there's anything obvious about DJ. The guy had for let's put his, his let's put his receiving stats to the side. Well, I was gonna say his let's, receivings. They're definitely using him a lot. He had nine targets, yeah. the second most. Yeah, six six receptions, twenty eight yards, which not good, and Eight, a touchdown. And a touchdown. The touchdowns, yeah, the yeah. touchdown saved it. The six receptions saved it. But eleven rushing attempts. That's a stinker. And thirty seven yards on the ground. What is? What is with these these running backs? What like what is with these star running backs? I don't get it. We knew the offensive line was. God I, awful. Yes, I, that part I know. But <laughs> awful. It's one of the worst. It's one of the no, worst. No, no. I know the worst. The worst is the Jets, but whatever. <laughs> um, so the Cardinals are a very close just second. One of many things that the Jets are the worst at. <sighs> we covered them already. I was just hey, saying. Uh... <laughs> hey, I'm, I have a little bit of bad luck. Come on, I'll give it to you. That kind of stinks the situation they're in. Whatever. McCaffrey, run CMC, looking dominant. Kyle Allen, though, looked phenomenal. Four touchdowns, no picks. He's getting another shot next week. If There's you need no a quarterback. Com- There's no competition, though. Pick him up. The Texans. They're playing the Texans. There's week. no competition because when Cam comes back, when Cam is healthy, I don't think Kyle Allen is going to start. I don't think there's going to be a competition. No, I, I think Cam will definitely start still, but he looks good. It's something to watch. It's something to watch because they can't, they can't keep Cam forever, and if he keeps playing like this, there's no way they're going to. No, if he keeps shot-putting it, him and Philip Rivers can't yeah. throw. Yeah, he's, I know. he's that little boy in that commercial. Where it he, hurts me to watch them throw. Yeah, like, yeah, when he's warming up his he's arm. He's like, hey, so I could, I could be the starter and you'll be my backup? <laughs> what? I'm just, just warming up my arm. <laughs> that kid grew up to be Kyle Allen. I saw that all over, <laughs> <laughs> all over Twitter. It's so I mean, Cam's, Cam's, job. Cam's, Cam's mom. That's his favorite player. Doing. Yeah, Cam's, I saw Cam's, Cam's doing mom and didn't, and didn't do that. Yeah. That's her favorite player. Let's go to another game with a quarterback who has a very uncomfortable delivery. Looks like he's shot putting the ball. He's got the most games played uh, re- record brewing though, and his name is Philap Rivers. He put up some numbers. Um, yeah. Too bad the Chargers completely collapsed in the second half again, which is something they've they've kind of been known for over the last few years. 
Austin Eckler has been the story all season. Another seven catches for 45 yards, 36 on the ground. He did not score a touchdown, but Keenan Allen looked like the best wide receiver in the NFL, not DeAndre Hopkins. 13 receptions. 17 targets. <laughs> Two touchdowns. The guy, oh, my Lord. The guy, <laughs> it's unreal. He's had 10 targets, 15 targets, 17 targets. We already knew this about him, but it's just, it's just really fun to watch him. He deserves love, man. He's he not in the is, conversation usually, but he should he's be. Unreal. He's yeah. so freaking good. DeAndre was very I know we had talked about this, I think, last week about how Hopkins might not have a great game because he's going up against that um, Charger secondary. Yes. I just I was just expecting him to have a little bit more. Like a little bit more. Six, what do you have? Six for sixty-seven. I mean, as a DeAndre owner in quite a bit of leagues. I was expecting him to have that eight, you know, eight for eighty uh, or eight for ninety and a touchdown, but to, he was he was irrelevant. I mean, that's two weeks in a row where he hasn't looked, you know, very relevant in either of the games. Deshaun looked horrific in the first half. Didn't, I know he did. Didn't even throw the ball to DeAndre in the second. I mean, you got to force it. He's one of the receivers. You just got to force the ball to. Just He'll make it. plays. He makes plays. Throw it to him. Yes. Right. You have to throw it to him. Look his direction. Who cares? Throw it to him. Okay. He what, about these t- what about these tight ends? Huh? For the Texans. Ugh. This a- this Akins? Yeah, who is this guy? Rookie. But he only he only had three catches. I mean, one of them was a long touchdown, touchdown though. Three yard, exactly. He had two touchdowns. And then the I other guy, know. Darren Fells, with another touchdown. Who? What? <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna I, I was, was gonna, gonna point was on out. the team. I was going to point out that they're spreading the targets. Here's the reception totals yep. for five individual wide receivers, six, five, seven, seven, six. I mean, they spread the wealth, which is terrible for DeAndre Hopkins owners. <laughs> like Kenny, Kenny Stills, though, looking pretty good. Yeah, Kenny Stills had nice relevance there. But, I mean, Will Fuller's getting some love. DeAndre Hopkins getting some love. Kenny Stills, Darren Fells. Is I mean, Kiki Kute on the team? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Where is he? He played, right? He played this week. I don't, I don't get it. I don't think he did. I think he went to the same place where uh, Dante Moncrief went to. Oh, yeah, the trash heap. <laughs> it's called, it's called the bench. Healthy, healthy scratch. <laughs> That's awful. Justin Jackson had another touchdown called back. He must be livid. He looks good when he gets the opportunity. He's not that upset. <laughs> he looks great. No. He looks elusive. I think they're going to have to start getting him involved a little bit more here. I mean, Eckler looks fantastic too, but Justin Jackson, he's got, he's got some juice. But it's clearly the play calling as well because they only ran the ball 18 – well, I'm not counting 18 times. No, they didn't. They ran it 14 times, nine with Eckler and five with Justin Jackson. That's it. I mean, they were playing from behind. I mean, they had a Actually, lead. no, they weren't. They were winning. They had a lead in, into the third quarter, and then they just collapsed. Scored yeah. three points, gave up 20. It, it was just a bad second half to watch, honestly. They're – their offense – and tell me if I'm wrong. I think Duke Johnson is completely droppable in redraft leagues. Oh, I dropped has, him. I just dropped him. He has him. no value. He, uh, he has none. The it's guy a that shame. Went, people went took him. When Lamar Miller went down with a torn ACL, people were jumping up into the fifth round to take Duke Johnson. But why not, though? The opportunity was there. But he was never going to be a number one running back. He is a but, receiving back, and now he's not even that. He's not even that, exactly. He is not a receiving back at all. He had three targets, two catches, 22 yards. That's it. No, they're not utilizing them at all, but it could change because their offense hasn't looked great. Second half, they turned it on. 
Deshaun put up some numbers, but you know Hopkins is going to get his peppered with targets. He'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried. It's by low potentially right now if you can. Could be, could be. But just to show you, I I dropped Duke for Frank Gore this past week, so oh, just a little seventy yards and a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. And I needed a running back too because Damian Williams was out. That's what you need. So let's go to the game of the week. Ooh, yeah. I, I, I would hardly call the Browns, you know, random. <laughs> oh, you picked a different one than me. I was going to pick San Francisco and Pittsburgh, but all right. Oh, ooh. Well, well actually, got, yeah, that's not. <laughs> well, I got something for you guys. You're both wrong, all right? Your it's game of the Giants week. Giants and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. It was, it was Giants, definitely a very exciting one to say terrible. that. I can, my biggest takeaway is that the Bucks will be looking for a new kicker. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, I'm all game too. Kids are yeah. rocky. He went four he for four, extra, right? He missed two extra points, didn't he? <laughs> well, he went four for four on kicking, and then he did miss two extra points. Yeah, he missed two extra points. No, that is correct. I mean, that's not good. Yeah, that's not good. He was four for four in field goals until the last, until he finkled that last one. I, I think Martin Gramatica. <laughs> is, uh, he's uh-huh. fully healed from his celebratory ankle injury. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking to come back. He tore his ACL from, from <laughs> getting too excited. Oh, my God. I still can't get over that. That's the worst thing ever. Uh, before before you guys talk about the Bucks, I'll, I'll just talk about the Giants here real quick. Well, we can talk about all of them. We'll just, we'll just break it out that way for, for, the, for this one. Because Daniel Jones led the team in rushing with 28 yards, two touchdowns. It's a shame that he's going to have to now carry the load even more without Saquon Barkley. Four to eight weeks, high ankle sprain, that's – that's a tough one. It's a tough one. It really but is. But we got Shepard back. Slayton played his first game ever as a rookie. He looked really yeah, good. Not bad. That, that, that pass that he threw to Shepard when he floated it up in the front of the end zone. Woo! And Engram looks like an absolute monster. He is a wide receiver. He's we not said that, yeah. Wide receiver. I'm not surprised. I'm just upset that I don't have him. I have him in so <laughs> many... I mean, I'm a little biased, though. I follow them a little closer because I'm the Giants. But well, of course, when you're a fan, you obviously you do that. That's he was uh, he was always being discussed right after that top few batch of tight ends. You know, like the Kelsey, the Kittle, the Ertz of the world. OJ Howard, yeah, how's he doing, guys? <laughs> hey, yeah, he I mean, actually came out from the grave this week, so that was that was good. Three catches. So did Mike Evans. He did Mike. nothing all year, essentially Mike. until this game. He did a lot. He did a lot in this game. Yeah, but yeah. we know we can get this He's from Mike. Quite Evans. relevant. He can Janoris Jenkins looked like a middle schooler out there. It was yeah. bad. He stinks. What happened to him? He, uh, was he always that bad? I thought he used to be. No, good. he was. He used to be a good corner, but like that was that was bad. Dude, like, was there's no other words to describe bad. how bad that was to watch. Because if we were doing our what's that smell segment, that would Janoris Jenkins. Ooh, it would just be him. I mean, Mike Evans would go up for the pass, and you'd see Janoris Jenkins like trailing behind him, or like laying on the ground. Like you wouldn't see him; you would just see Mike Evans in the shot. The last play of the game was atrocious on that, that pass. Was bad. Like, where's the safety help? And how are you going to let him run past you when you know he's throwing deep? What are you What are you doing? Does this Does this Mike Evans um, hype or Mike Evans coming back to life? Does this sway you at all when it comes to Chris Godwin? Like, are you still willing? Would you be willing to you know sell high on Chris Godwin now? Because people still love him and think he has a great value, or you know, do you think that Godwin might come back to earth a little bit? I, I think okay, Howard still has to get worked in too. Exactly, and I mean, if you look at the actual target share, yes, Mike Evans got 15 targets, and then OJ Howard and Chris Godwin were number two with four. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not just might be in the matchup base, so it might just be one situation where they it just exploited the matchup and took advantage of it. I'm but not worried. You got Rojo. You got Rojo with over 120. You have 120 yards. You have Evans coming good, out party. Rojo. I mean, but they can't use all of these pieces. I mean, Jameis is, is, isn't that good. So they're not – a good game, though. I mean, he did. But what I'm saying is that, like, going forward, it, in my personal opinion, I would potentially look to sell high on Chris Godwin because I think – I mean, if you I, could, if you definitely can, yeah. Mike Evans is back. That's what I'm all saying. Is he is I don't think back. he ever went anywhere. It's back. just – Yeah. The bigger thing is Saquon, like you said, is out now – do you run to the fab or waiver and pick up Wayne Gallman? I do not. Is this guy going <laughs> to be relevant? He's he's going to get the opportunity. I don't think they will because there's literally no one else behind. I don't think Wayne Gallman. I think I really think that Danny Dimes is going to be throwing the ball much more, and I think the, that he's going to be Danchise. He's going to be. Oh, no. <laughs> I heard that, I heard that one be, on the radio. He's going to be running the ball himself. Like I really don't think Gallman is going to get worked into that offense too much. Gallman never proved to be anything other than a backup. Paul Perkins, same thing when he was, you know, when he was relevant there. Um, he's now gone, thankfully. But no, none of them are going to match what Saquon was, and I don't think they're going to have to. I think. Oh, that, there's nobody out there that. I think the Giants are going to pass the ball more. Sterling Shepard is a must start. Clearly, nine targets, seven catches, 100 yards, one touchdown. Uh, more excited, and I, I'm not a Giants fan by any means. I am a Cowboys fan, but. Golden Tate comes back in two weeks. Yeah. That's going to be very solid for, for the Danchise. Danny Dimes. Guy's got like so many freaking nicknames. Three wide receivers. Three wide receivers are going to have Ingram, uh, Shepard, and Golden Tate. They're Slayton. all going to get peppered. Slayton, he played some big games Slayton. in Auburn. He did. He definitely did. But here's the you thing. You look good out there, man. He's, He's not going to need to. Like, right, exactly. Okay, if he, gets, if he gets the targets, that's, that's fantastic as a, as a fourth option. Maybe fifth, because Cody Latimer is still kind of there. Yeah, he is so <laughs> irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, no, he's done. He's done, but, sorry. But you know who's not done? The New York Giants back in the playoff fold right here, baby. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, of it's, course. There's it's a, one win. That's what you call premature. <laughs> <laughs> and it's against the Bucks, perhaps. Overzealous, perhaps. Are we joining the hype train? Let's join the hype train and say the Giants are making the playoffs this year. Everyone. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. I'm joking. <laughs> I am joking. But they're going to give they're going to give some teams goals. definitely some tough matchups though. They're going to play right. The Giants Not are the defense. No. But no. the offense could Daniel Jones this is good. I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be the next Mahomes, but he sure looked very good. Didn't turn he the ball calm. over. He looked very calm. He looked yeah. That's the best part. He's got I, I say he's got the Eli face. Because he was never like overly excited, he never got overly upset. He had a couple fumbles in the second half that he lost. Oh, I take that back. Yes, he he lost two fumbles. Sorry, he came he did, back. And it was a there, bad bro. one. It was a bad fumble. Both well, <laughs> like, of them were like throwing, so he's got to just sense the take pressure. Take care of the ball, yeah. But Nate Solder, has oh my god, better get his ish together because he is not a, an elite tackle in the NFL. Oh, he's, he's not playing bad. like it. He was. He did in the past, not since he's been paid. Whatever. That's Jack enough for the Giants. Destroying him. We're one and two. I'm excited for the prospects moving forward. Another young quarterback getting his first start, Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. There's no reason the Steelers should have lost this game, honestly. No. They no, had five turnovers. Five turnovers, the 49ers. Brutal. That looked great. They looked resilient. I'll give it to them. Kyle Shanahan finally has a winning team. They're 3-0. and the running back situation is still incredibly murky. Breda, 
was relevant though this week. Put up, put up. I think. They they all were. Yeah, yeah. they had. A, yeah, most uh, Mostert and Breda combined for 165 total yards. Wilson with two touchdowns. So in some regard, they all had some value, but not one of them had a lot of value. That's and, the problem. and and here's the thing though, they're they're playing the Browns next week, which not not a good team. Um, the Rams defense isn't fantastic, so. They, they could definitely do something against them. They're playing the Redskins the week after. Another shoddy defense. Panthers defense, eh. So we could see – I'm not saying they're going to go undefeated, the, the Niners, through all these games, but we could definitely see – oh, but reports did come out that Tevin Coleman could potentially be coming back this week. What's, what's the problem about that? We have four running backs. One runs on first, first down, one runs on second down, one runs on third down, and one gets goal line work. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you? What's so? What's, what's so bad about that? Oh my lord! Hey, who's who's up? Who wants? Who, yeah, like who who yeah, wants to play yeah. this? Who wants to who's play ready? this series? I got it. I got it, coach. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> That's basically what it's going to be. It's like everyone draws a number and they get that. You know, like I I'm not going to know who to start. That's a DFS. Why game. is Jeff Wilson just coming in for the red zone work and it's crazy? Two touchdowns back to back weeks. Why? Kyle <laughs> Shanahan wants to watch the world burn. That's, and that's what he said. He said oh, it too. To- He's He's no, not he hiding it either. He said, well, he said, yes, he wants the world to burn. Yes, that's oh. what he said. <laughs> he's not, no, he's not uh, the Joker from, the Joker. That's from funny, Batman. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, I thought he said that. I was about to say, geez. But he's, he said Jeff Wilson's going to get the goal line touches, and he was not lying. He had the two touchdowns. I would, have liked, I would have liked Wilson? Matt Brady to have one of them. What about Jeff Wilson's screams goal line work? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Right? Like, is he like a... <laughs> he's, got pounds, he's got 20 pounds on your boy, Breida, though. So. Well, I have 20 Pettis. pounds on Breida. Yeah. <laughs> Breida's a monster, though. He's proven he it. Is. Time and time again, he's a monster. You know who's not a monster? Who kind of stinks, and I'm very glad I have. I have him on zero teams. James <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, you're going to say James Conner, aren't you? Oh, boy. Yeah, stinks. I think Pittsburgh just stinks. Mason Rudolph, we don't know. He looks okay at He's times. A rookie. Yeah, he looked decent at times. It's just that first quarter too. My God, he looked terrible. But that James first quarter, Connor, oh. what? Jalen Samuels did not get anything. Um, nope. that, Snell, has get, he has to get something moving forward. Come on now, Connor looks like he's got lead in his shorts, bro. But here's the thing: Is Jalen gonna have good? Is he gonna have good games though? Because the team, the team themselves, they just don't. They just don't look that good, the Steelers right now, and I'm, it's it's gonna be a rough it's gonna be a rough season for Steelers fans. Defense looked okay. They did force five turnovers, mind you. The 49ers fumbled the snap twelve times and did not look good for a majority of that game, honestly. But I I think I was a little shocked that James Washington only had four targets and that Juju only had seven. I yeah, mean, Juju's okay, but I was expecting like. 12 to 15 targets. Juju's saving grace was a 76-yard touchdown. But other than that, he was completely irrelevant. I mean, utterly irrelevant. So what do you have? Five, he had five yards on two other catches. <laughs> I think De- Deontay Johnson is a, name to, is, to na- is a name to grab off the waiver. I picked him up in one of our leagues that we all uh, co-manage for us. So we got him. So that's good. But this guy, six targets behind, three catches, 52 yards, and a touchdown. It's going to be, besides Juju, I feel like Juju you're going to start every single week. You don't know what you're going to get from him. It's going to be frustrating. That's what it, It's going to be very frustrating to watch. Another quarterback who dominated, they lost, 
Pete Carroll actually got hit in the face with a football in warm-ups. Looked like he broke his nose. Was wearing a sweet butterfly uh, butterfly band-aid. They were showing some nice before and after photos like he had plastic surgery or something. Yeah, I was like, what the hell happened? It was and bleeding it, through. I terrible. didn't realize he got hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they lost, just like Chris Carson lost the football many, many, many times because he, he I mean, he, stink, he stinks too right now. He stinks. But you know who doesn't stink? As I was saying, Russell Wilson. True passing touchdowns, over 400 yards, 50 yards on the ground, and another two touchdowns. I mean, he put up numbers. He threw the ball 50 times, which he started to do a lot more at the end of the season last year. Yeah, my, my boomer bust guy from two weeks ago, this week was a boom. Uh, 11 receptions, 154 yards, and a touchdown for Tyler Lockett. I, I mean, granted, that happens when you throw the ball 50 times a game. Exactly. When Chris Carson is fumbling the ball nonstop, you're going to look for your number one receiver. <laughs> also, Marshawn Lattimore, the guy was a stud. I mean, one of the best quarter lockdown corners in the league. He is allowing the most yards through the air to opposing wide receivers this season. He is getting absolutely manhandled. And he got run over by Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a <laughs> position – where you see a lot of eliteness from players for a couple years, and then they you, you don't hear from them. It's it's very. Right. I feel like it's very They're tough very to be few. very consistent. Right. There are very few that are great for a long period of time. Marshawn Lattimore was taken to be that, and he was. Great but he's still young. Time, but my God, he is getting roasted this year. Metcalf, he still loves throwing a Metcalf. He only had two catches, but he had six targets. Uh, Will Disley salvaged a day if you started him with that with that late touchdown that didn't mean anything for Seattle, but it meant something for your fantasy team and garbage points are awesome. Yeah. I think the real story of this game is, um, is that Alvin Kamara is even more relevant. Somebody might've mentioned that last week. Oh my God. Um, Because Teddy Bridgewater, he looks to be an elite game manager. If that's, if that's even possible, I think the Vikings would prefer to have Kirk play a little bit more like Teddy. He looked, he looked slightly elusive on that on, on a run. I think he got a first down late in the game. Um, but you could tell it's going to be the Alvin Kamara show the entire time. And I know it's only one game, but Michael Thomas only had five catches for 54 yards. He did have a touchdown, which is fantastic. But the Saints are going to have to win by playing defense, great special teams, and giving the ball to Alvin and the Kamaras, which, which he did. He only and threw the ball 27 dominated. times, though, Teddy. That's the thing also. I guess it's 177 it's yards. That's gameplay exactly. So Thomas, I'm not I'm not too worried, but Kamara, uh, our boys with the Hiko sticks, you know that we met at SportsCon, he he his balance is unlike any other player I have ever seen in the NFL. It's absolutely ridiculous when that one play where he he was making guys miss left and right, and you're like, what? Like it's it, it's unreal what he's doing. And he tiptoed up the sideline. For yeah. The You're like, what? What? I would say probably 75% of the, like any other players in the NFL would have totally either been pushed out of bounds or tackled. Probably even more than 75%. No, he's great. And I think, I mean, I'm rooting for Teddy. So hopefully the, uh, the Saints can carry this to keep him in playoff contention until Drew comes back. Ooh, this, this is a rough one. Just based on the score, I didn't get to watch too much of it. Um, I wish Baker would have focused more this offseason on preparation and not uh, trying to start his lawnmower on an empty, an empty, in an empty stadium. Sunday you know, night football. Terrible commercials. Because um, he should keep, he should keep his mouth shut. Because he's playing, he's Awful. playing atrocious. He's right terrible. Now. The Browns are he's bad. Atrocious. Yeah, they are. 
they are not good. I mean, Nick Chubb. That's still, the one good thing. Still getting a lot of carries, 23 carries, 96 yards. They're using him a little bit in the past. Well, actually, a yeah. seven Chubb targets. Was the only relevant. He was the only relevant Brown. Yeah. 131 total yards, four receptions. Other than that, though, Landry is still irrelevant. Beckham, you know, they, they both had a decent uh, game, but both of them haven't been very relevant, you know, last night. So I just – they should be a little worried in Cleveland. They should be a little bit worried about the fact that the hype train rolled into town and they were not ready to get aboard. Ooh. So, yeah, it's true. I mean, meanwhile, you got Cup and Cook on the other side who both look fantastic, combining for ni- 19 uh, receptions, over 120, 115 total yards. So they look great. Cooper Cup is absolutely incredible. Very good. He is so good. It, it, it's amazing. It's amazing to watch. And and then on the other hand, Todd Gurley. What what do you what do you guys make of this? I I'm ready. To, I, I'm not saying that like he's benchable, but this is this is really bad. It's worrisome. Um, What's going Gurley, on? I'm a Gurley owner. And I, I took this step and drafted him in the second round, knowing full well that this could potentially happen. And I, I'm a little worried. I'm at like, a, out of 10, I'm probably at like a five right now in terms of scared meter, because there is the chance that he's just not relevant this year and he doesn't play. And they just wait till next year to so he's, you know, get on, you know, on the right track and, you know, fully healed and fully ready to go. But it's, he, he's starting to reach unstartable. He is. Cause, cause here's the thing. Let's look, look at this. So, Jared Goff threw 38 passes, right? 24 completions. Brandon Cooks, 12 targets. Cooper Cup, 12 targets. Robert Woods, eight. After that, there's no, there was literally no one else. Gerald Everett got two targets. And then Malcolm Brown, Todd Gurley, Josh Reynolds, one and two targets. They don't, it, it seems like they don't even want to use anyone else besides the three wide receivers. That's basically it. Which is what changed? That was the worry, what, though. What changed? But that was the worry this year is that if they didn't feel Gurley was ready, if they didn't feel that he was healthy enough to play. Why is he playing then? Yeah, then, then they were just going to throw the ball 55, 45 to 50 times a game. Woods, Cooks, and Cup would be top 15 receivers, which is very much seems relevant. And it's not like they're trying to not use Todd Gurley. Well, clearly they're not trying to use him, but Malcolm Brown only got three carries. So it's like, what are you – not, it's not like you're, not, you're sitting Todd Gurley to put someone else in. It's because you're not doing that either. <laughs> it's worrisome. It's not like you need a handcuff. It's not like you need a, you know, a, another guy on the Rams. This is worrisome because I don't know what the Rams are doing on the, when it comes to the running game. I have they, they are 3-0, and though. That's the problem. It's, it's hard to talk about the Vikings passing game. It's hard to talk about the Rams. It's hard to talk about a lot of these teams where we're so mad at their offensive players, but they're 3-0 and or 2-1. and They don't care about our fantasy teams. They it's, care about the fact that they're 3-0 and or 2-1 and and they're offensive. They should. It's great. They should. It's annoying as hell. What I'm more concerned about, honestly, is the play of Jared Goff because he had three turnovers. And as we spoke about in great detail after the Super Bowl, because the Cleveland Browns, I don't know if you've heard earlier in the game, they rolled out the same defense that the New England Patriots had. Yep, I was The Rams only had 340 yards of total offense. I mean, Cleveland only had less than 300 I mean, the Rams, they were predictable. They're looking predictable. If teams know moving forward that they're just going to throw the ball to Cooks and Cup, I mean, you, do, you, do you continue to stack the box to stop Gurley? I mean, I don't necessarily think you have to now because Jared Goff is giving the other team a chance to win with three turnovers again. He, 
I'm not overly impressed with the Rams offense yet. Do they have a bunch of weapons? Of course yes. they do. Oh, yeah. Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup dominated this week. Cooper Cup, two touchdowns, 100 yards, 11 catches. I mean, that's that's what dreams are made of. But I think they're going to have they're going to have to turn this around and, and become a less predictable offense and, and try and get Todd Gurley in the mix more. If he's not hurt, give him the ball. And it's it's just I, I don't I don't understand it because their play calling last year was incredible. Or are they just not using Gurley and they're hoping that they can still win these games and then come playoff time? Okay, Todd, boom, you know, go. Like you're you're completely you're unleashed. It's it's oh man. It's upsetting. That's what it is to see such a talent not being used to 30 touches a game. Cause we just don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. There's, there's nothing that's, that's giving us enough information to let us know either, either way. All we know is that he had 40 yards rushing. That's it. And somehow the Rams are three and zero because their defense is playing underrated football right now. Yeah. And there's a touchdown Chicago skins. We got a pick six defense by ha ha. Clinton Dix. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, that is his name. <laughs> so tune in next week to hear us discuss Todd Gurley again and many other things. It's the first bye week. So we're going to drop an episode later this week to help you with some matchups because you're going to be starting different people in your lineups this week. Tune in at thefantasyfam.com or on Twitter at thefantasyfam or on most podcast platforms, including iTunes and iHeartRadio. This is the Fantasy Fam signing. Off.